It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. <laughs> time for the four biggest stories in the, the world of sports. It is brought to you by our good friends at Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Gaz, what is the fourth biggest story? This one, man, it's been a packed first hour. We barely could squeeze this one into the show. I gotta get it right now. Go quick. Eric Bianami and Ron Rivera. Rivera's backpedaling about the comments about saying that Eric Bianami is soft. Players weren't played hard enough. The first year OC for Washington. Well, no, it was it, was, it wasn't it, as clear as he needed to be. Go well, on. yeah. yeah. It, well, because it basically the way the way I interpreted it was the enemy's mean. Like like the players were coming to Rivera complaining because Eric Bieniemy's not being nice to them. So when he so he comes out, Rivera comes out, and goes, I tell them to go talk to them, go talk to them. Like, wait, so is he mean? Like, what is he? Because honestly, like my thought is this. We are now finding out why Eric Bieniemy has not been made a head coach yet, because he's old school. You don't know your butt from a hole in the ground. You're going to hear it, and not in those words. And people's feelings are getting hurt. Like these pampered superstars are all butt hurt about the fact that Eric Bieniemy has the nerve to speak mean to them. And you can kind of like the way Rivera like was so kind of dismissive about it it was weird like i can understand why you might see it differently guys but part of it to me felt like ron rivera threw the enemy under the bus a little bit like he's mean to the guys i I don't know what to tell you i would i wouldn't replace me with him oh was that was that out loud was that did you guys uh, i didn't you guys did somebody back there say that they thought he was hired to be my replacement one day because i wouldn't do it he's mean to the players they don't like him i just came off watching sonic the hedgehog 2 and in that movie, there's a place called The Mean Bean. And I'm just <laughs> like, dude, come on. With the enemy story, The Mean Bean. Oh, no, a football coach is mean to his players. That's how I took this story. You know why I felt weird about the enemy thing is because it feels like for a long time, more so media than coaches, why is Eric Bieniemy not a head coach? Why is Eric? Everyone wants to know. And they've been fishing for reasons, some rational, some irrational. Then this story comes out. It's like, oh, okay, he's mean to his players. Like, that's not, that should not be the end of it. Maybe he's a terrible interview. Maybe Andy Reid knows a lot more. Maybe he has a past off the field. There's a bunch of other reasons why Eric Bieniemy might not be a head coach. And at this point, I think we got to understand, like, I'd say it's a few other things than, oh, he's mean to new guys he's never met before. I just, I wonder if the intensity that these players are now seeing that caught them off guard, probably, if that's how he interviews, too. Because you got to be, you got to be on board with that, right? Like if I'm the team owner, team president, GM, whoever it is, who's going to hire Eric Bieniemy to be my head coach. Initially, I'm going to get all the love in the world. You hired a coach of color. You did the right thing. This is a guy we've wondered why this guy isn't getting a job. You gave him the job. You saw through the BS, and here he is. And then, how many weeks later am I going to get? The team's in full revolt because the the last offensive mind that ran them was nice to them and coddled them and all those things. Look what happened to your boy, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia came in and told people to run for punishment in Detroit, and the media almost ran him out of town on a rail. Uh, you know, he wasn't he didn't turn out to be a great head coach, but when you when you bring in intensity and it's and it's met with re, like this pushback and the softness, everyone has to support you. Or you might as well leave. So for Ron Rivera, I, I can't help but feel like part of Ron Rivera bringing him in or, or being part of bringing him in, 
he's like, Eric, go for them. Because they all look at me as dad. Jack Del Rio will give them, you know, a little guff, a little lip back in the day, but he's, he's not, he's, he's softened. They need somebody to, to toughen them up. And he's like, I'm your guy. Let's go. And then he gets in there and it's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be that mean. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Like, so you ever had that happen in your life where like, hey, you can be mean to that person. And then they stay over the top and abuse it. When I was learning how to drive, I took like one quick driver's ed course. My dad, right before he closed there, was like, yeah, he's a tough football player. I want to knock that dude out. Yeah. Oh, I want to not the guy who was driving. He thought he was tough. You know what? No one cares right. about that. Story number three. Story. I was just saying, I've had it the other way where people be like, go it. You say whatever you got. Like, you bring it on. And you go, go in there and ruffle some feathers. And I go in there and ruffle. And they come like, whoa, you ruffled too many feathers. There wasn't. You didn't say ruffle four feathers. Let's make that a thing. If you tell someone to be too mean, too tough on them, don't say it anymore. Don't open up those gates for people to run through because they will sprint. Yeah. Sprint. Story number three here involves a former Las Vegas Raider, Henry Ruggs III, sentenced today to three to ten years in prison for the November 2021 drunken driving crash that killed a Las Vegas woman, Levac. Former member of your team, the Henry Rugg story is going to be looked at as a cautionary tale for future NFL football players of what could have been for Ruggs. And when you see all of the erratic driving and dangerous speeds that are happening right now, it is kind of like, what do you, what, do you, what is it going to be that makes you look at your, your brand differently? Like, um, like Hard Knocks last night when Aaron Rodgers has the huddle of the players and he's like, let's have fun. Let's work together. Let's get to know each other. Time passes fast. By the way, that Jets logo, you don't leave that here. That goes with you wherever you go. Like, how do you get that out there? Because this, I, I really loved watching Ruggs play football. I never thought he was, I never thought he should have been drafted where he was drafted. Seton Lamb was better. And the, there, was, there was more. But his speed, just something, you know, the cliche, you can't coach speed. He was the team was special when he was out there, and I always, I'd seen him speak, and I've heard about him, and I I never heard a bad thing about him. And then he does this, drinks and drives, ends up taking the life of a lady and her dog, and I was like, okay, so so three lives end that day: the dog, the lady, and his. Because I'm like, he's going he's going away forever. So let's say he gets out in three. So he's 27 years old. Do you take a chance on him? It's too tough to figure out what type of mindset he's going to be in, what he's going right. to be physically. A wide receiver is a tough position because you just talked about speed. Do they need somebody like that? Look, players that have been... He's going to get a workout right away. I, I mean, Plaxico and Vic are the first two that pop in my mind. Oh, but See, I go, I, go, I go Vic and Kevin Mack, the running back. Because I remember he was, he was a beast. And I remember they did like um, an inside the NFL or whatever, and they showed him they would let him run a track once a day. But he had to be cuffed and have anklets on because he was just such a beast. They were afraid, like, if he did go off, they couldn't stop him. And that was the rules of that maximum security prison he was in. Not being as familiar with Max's story, did he get another opportunity? I think that, I think he never took off. Like, okay. Vic took off. Yeah, but, like, and Vic and Plaxico had played at a point where they were super high-level, all-pro, huge contract, Super Bowl, all that stuff they had done in their careers in the past, too. So uh, let's move on here to story number two. Levesque, let's dive a little bit deeper into this story coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Actually, we should do this next. I know this is story number two, so that's a little odd. But Josh Hart, four-year, $81 million contract with the New York Knicks. That is a big deal. And Hart in the Knicks, Levesque, it is a different feel around New York basketball here in August. I, I like this one. I it, it caught me off guard at first because I know they'd already brought him. They already got him back. They'd signed him to a deal. But, like... 
I, it's an interesting time. Like I can't recall a time where you're like, all right, guys, we're going to sign you to a, a one-year deal. You're back. Welcome back. And you, you're here's your. We're going to come to an agreement on this. Your, your extension. Your quit. Your your contractual extension. Congratulations. And then instantly, like, by the way, here's your four-year real deal. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like the extension turns into a five-year deal, which is which is great because I think you saw a difference in this team when he was at it. Like Jalen Brunson obviously was the biggest difference, but. When Josh Hart first gets to the Knicks, there, there was just it, it, they were running instead of walking. So hopefully that's the thing that continues and now continues for five more years. Shout out to the agents who can pull that off. Hey, my clients play pretty well. Not right now, contract. No, no, no. We're not gonna wait. Right now, sign something. Somewhere NFL running back agents are like, is it that easy? Could you just do that that fast? <laughs> Story number one, it's Major League Baseball action across both the American and National League. We talk about the New York teams, Boston, the Mets continue their series with the Cubs. The Red Sox right here on your home for Red Sox baseball, 95-9-980. to 6-10, our coverage gets underway, 7-10 first pitch again. Red Sox, Royals, Yankees, White Sox. I, sometimes I like to group in like, oh, it's the two New York teams that have similar storylines. Or Boston and the Yankees have a similar storyline. What I've learned this week is I can't make a comparison between any of these series. They're all over the place, LeVac. I thought I had a good grip on, oh, these are bad teams playing teams that could be contenders, or this team. All over the place. Every series seems to have its own storyline. Uh, hard to follow, figure out. I think that's maybe the best way I can describe this. Yeah, I, I've I've lost the context for this season, I feel like. <laughs> right? And you know, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Like I'm, I think part of it is the... The I'm going to blame fully on the Yankees because every day I I I have always had a really good handle on who the Yankees were as a fan. Maybe I was a little maybe maybe I gave them a little too much love here and there, but I always knew whether or not they would be a contender for the year. I always knew I could tell it's not and and it's something I could see. And this is a year where I can't see it at all. Like. At what point did you realize your your Orioles were contenders this year? Was it you know three weeks in, five weeks? In, like, you know, did it just happen? Have you figured it out yet? Because as a, as a Yankee fan, like you, you used to be able to see like, okay, if they don't do something at the trade deadline this year, we're hosed. Even this year, I'm like, if they don't do something at the trade deadline, we still get Nestor Cortez, John Lewiska back. We still get Judge back. We get we got a lot going on. I don't know what we are though. Hey, how come the Yankees didn't win the other day? Well, Boone got tossed. No, they're going to win the next night. Hmm. Okay. Hey, the Mets beat the Cubs that one day. Yeah, that line stunk out loud, didn't it? Yeah, but now the Cubs are back to surging. Wait, I thought they stuck. Yeah. Hang on. Um, the Red Sox, they're playing guys like that singer matchup with the Royals. He likes the under. But yeah, but it's 10. The Royals are going to bash the Red Sox. Huh? This yeah. whole week in all those matchups, what we think is going to come has gone the complete opposite. And when it, when you have a, a division as strong as the American League East, how the bottom two teams can still be competitive in the league for wild cards? I. Uh, but yeah, this year is this year is crazy. I don't even want to. I'm, I'm done with baseball. I'm I'll, leaving. I'll tell you what does make sense though. Going Ooh. to Lillian David Fine yes. Jewelers at the shops of Wilton to get her something wonderful. Maybe that it's has the, a nice ring to it. Oh! <laughs> it's the sounder. <laughs> Alyssa, David, G, Tammy, everybody in there will help you find exactly what she's looking for. Support family-owned and operated businesses. Like Lily and David Fine Jewelers, I know from experience, engagement ring, wedding band. I got to start setting the sister-in-laws up there. When they come and visit okay. me this summer, like, hey, bring the fiance. One of my sister-in-laws just got married. I think Stephen took some advice. He went up there to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Whatever you're How looking for. How many you got for, left now? Uh, three. All right. What's up, ladies? Three sister-in-laws. Some are dating, some are not. You know what? 
there's a, here's your opportunity. If you're a single guy in the Capital Region and you're looking to maybe go, join the Goss family, there you go. Lily and David Fine Jewelers can help you find something for her. Go up to a listener. You'd be like, hey, I was listening to LeVan Goss. Uh, I've been following one of the sister-in-laws on Instagram. What do you think she likes? And slowly pull out your phone. Uh, Lily and David find you is the best. Shops like, of Wilton. I feel like Alyssa will have like a spray bottle behind the counter. Like, no, bad. You're supposed to meet a real girl. Bad. Squirt, That's squirt. Instagram. Get out of the DMs. <laughs> then again, you can look I'm at here our, to help you. <laughs> look at our selection here. What do you think she would like? Lily and David find you And when you stop in, tell me her about Gaz's story and his odd social media thing on 95.9 and I did. You want to talk some Knicks, ba- well, that, yeah, Knicks basketball yes. in August? I, listen, I am as shocked as anyone, but I I might have to make one of the weirdest statements about the Knicks I think I've ever made next right here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Mohawk Chevrolet. That is my home away from home. I love going over to Mohawk Chevy. I love looking around a lot, seeing all the great vehicles. And for the first time in my life, as much as I've loved a lot of the vehicles I've driven, my, my beautiful ScarJo, my Black Widow, Silverado. I don't even. I don't even see the other vehicles anymore. Sure, maybe I'll maybe I'll glance over at the brand new Traverse and its its amazing new design, or some of the Trail Boss Silverado. Sure, I'll look at them. How uh, Andy Gelcher, the owner's got a sweet Corvette. Yeah, sure, I look, but I would never leave ScarJo, the Black Widow pickup. If you don't seriously, you can feel as much love for your ride as I feel for mine. Whether you go through Car Bravo, order it. Have it back by Mohawk or go right to Mohawk Chevrolet. Check out the amazing, the amazing selection, the amazing people. And maybe you could find what I found, the love of a lifetime, an old ScarJo, the Black Widow pickup truck. Love her so much. Find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet where they always go out of their way to please you. It's Levac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. That it, was beautiful, Levac. Wow. Is it is it good or disturbing that like I'm I would much rather commit to my truck than a person? Is that weird? Is that a thing? I feel like today if it's been dropping the ball at the music, that should have definitely been like a love song coming back in. <laughs> just I the just, two of us. <laughs> the worst part is I keep looking out the window like I see you, baby. Shaking that no, sorry. <laughs> Shaking that tailgate. Um I again I, today somebody said to me, like, man, that's an awesome truck. I'm like Thanks. <laughs> it's mine. Um, so, we got your uh, play of the day. Thanks to Mark Chevrolet coming up in a little bit. Again, I think what, August 29th, Tuesday, we're going to be there uh, broadcasting live. I am, I'm, I can't remember being this into basketball at this point in the year. Maybe since, maybe like Dream Team ish, like when they were starting to put practices together for like, like some of the great Olympic teams. That's probably like the last time I paid any attention, right? One of the things I absolutely love about just talking sports with your bro, your bad team. Sometimes the first thing that someone says to you when you see them, you're like, okay, this they're hot on this. I see you walk in today, and there I am with like wing sauce all over my face <laughs> from Hooters. Uh-huh. You were talking Knicks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're talk- some of this stuff, I'm glad we're, th- we're getting this on the air. I know we've been packed today, but some of this stuff that you found out about the Nick franchise coming up this fall, if you are a Nick fan and you were excited about last season, Things are looking better for this upcoming New York Knicks basketball season of what's going on in the offseason. Well, all right. So let's, let, I mean, you, you got to start with the leader, right? Jalen Brunson. Everybody, this, I love that people had the nerve to say that the Knicks overpaid for Jalen Brunson at this point. Now, hindsight's 2020, blah, blah, blah. Clearly, the Knicks cheated. They got punished for it. Yeah, I get it. All those things, but it worked. You got 
you got yourself an, a legit superstar who I think everybody liked, nobody loved. And now the entire basketball world is falling in love with Jalen Brunson. If you are an eat, sleep, and breathe basketball fan, you're probably following the story with international play that the reports coming out about Jalen Brunson, about Team USA, and all the play coming up, that like he's the leader. He's the guy. Yeah. He's, all the coaches are singing his praise of, you know, we just got done with the Olympic, excuse me, World Cup, yeah. women's stuff, all the coverage and everything. The coverage of that in comparison to Brunson, night and day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they talk about the natural leader. Steve Kerr talks about natural leader, stuff like that. My favorite was the story today. So they get done with their with their game. Apparently, he leaves the locker room without his wallet. So... If I left the locker room without my wallet, I know Gaz would like one of two things would happen with Gaz. Gaz would either send me a picture of it, hey, it's here, and then leave <laughs> so that I would know where to find it, or he would, you know, take it and bring it to me. I think the fact that that Tyrese Halliburton and Brandon Ingram not only picked up his wallet, but then used it. They went to a vending machine and bought themselves snacks. <laughs> They posted about it and like, hey, you know, I, I know you got I know you're good for it, whatever. Like, you know, got those Gatorades, bags of chips, stuff like that. Jalen Brunson's reply, can't even be good criminals, shake my head. Like <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> right. The whole that whole back and forth, like if he's like I think Mello's the kind of guy that would have been like, yo, I would have taken you somewhere, man. Why'd you why'd you take my stuff? I think like like Patrick Ewing, I don't think anybody would have joked around with Ewing like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe they never even talk about it. The way Jalen Brunson is leading this whole group of young all stars for the FIBA, FIBA Cup, yeah, FIBA, that's right. Um, I think this is the greatest recruitment of other stars the Knicks could ever hope for, because for years as Knicks fans. We've had LeBron flirt with us. Like, oh, the new LeBrons, why are they blue and orange, huh? <laughs> right? Kevin Durant doesn't say anything, but then won't meet with you. And then this one does this, and that one does that. No one comes to New York. Nobody wants to be a Nick. Now you got a little team. You got a little something working. You're still probably a superstar away from being a true, a true contender. You're a playoff threat now. You, you're, you could squeak into the finals even and probably get destroyed. I mean, but... This is the kind of stuff that, like, what what better way to recruit everybody than, like, hey, you know that point guard that you love playing with? That guy who, you know, you you you, you like so much you took his wallet? You know what I mean? Like, those kind of, like, I know it sounds weird, but anybody who's been in a locker room knows that's a big deal. Because if they, they want to, one of, I was joking, but one of two things happens. They either don't care about you, pay no mind to that wallet, and walk away, or they bring it right to you. For them to not only get it to be like, yo, let's mess, let's mess with Brunson. Let's give him, let's 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 give the old uh, captain a hard time here. <laughs> I thought that was like, and, and for him to fire back with the perfect answer of, you can't even steal from me, right? Like, come on, guys. Like, I think this is the perfect. If there is a free agent, if there's somebody who who, who starts demanding the trade, I think it's one of these guys who, and they they're gonna look at Brunson and go, Yo, Jalen, can you get me into New York? I think this is what you've needed all along. What I've wondered about Brunson, and you said it there, talking about his relationship with his now international teammates. Is that what we've seen in the NBA the past three seasons? We've seen, I should say three of the past four, because the COVID season with the Lakers are in here, of Toronto, Milwaukee, Denver, those teams winning NBA championships. 
Like, uh, Golden State's in there, too. Okay, three of the five. You get the point I'm trying to make here is that there are teams that traditionally are considered NBA dynasties that have found ways to win. In Milwaukee, in Denver, and Toronto in particular, found ways to create these superstars. Like, Toronto made the move to go get Kawhi Leonard, but they had other guys on that roster who played really well. Giannis is a homegrown talent in Milwaukee. Denver has Jokic. Like, there are guys who could become that type of player. And Nick Fan, I think you see what I'm talking about here, that it took a few seasons before Nikola Jokic became the star that he is in Denver. Same with Giannis Antetokounmpo. These guys developed. They were really good young players, got to MVP caliber player, and then became an NBA champion. Even Kawhi Leonard, I believe when he won the finals MVP, it was like him and Magic Johnson were like the two youngest who had ever won a finals MVP. And the future of him was incredibly bright. He was the best player in that series way back against the Heat. It wasn't Tim Duncan. Could Jalen Brunson be that? Like, I get it. We, you and I have talked so often, and Nick Fan has heard it forever, like, superstar needs to be here. Superstar needs to be signed. We just watched another New York team, Brooklyn, go get Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Didn't work. We watched Phoenix get Durant again. Some Laker fans would be like, I know we got the one championship with LeBron, but I thought we'd have a little bit more by now. We've seen some superstars, maybe more so than ever before, on the move. And hell, there have been guys like Jimmy Butler who have helped Miami, no doubt. I just wonder, like, we have a, like a, a 5, 10, whatever your number is of who you consider a superstar to be in the NBA. Isn't Brunson getting close? Like, couldn't he? Nick Wright does this on Fox. He's got, like, the tiers, the VIP clubs. And Nick Wright, right. I'll give you credit for this. Like, Brunson's climbing up the stairs. Yeah. He might not get through the rope quite yet, but he is getting there too. Whoa. He's the best player on the Knicks. It's not Randall anymore. Oh. It's definitely Brunson. Oh, yeah. Well, and and look, he he should have had better consideration for MVP. Whether or not he wins it, I guess you could debate. The I think the Knicks are hot garbage without him last year. I you know like maybe if they w- they win a little more, he gets he gets a better stuff. He doesn't even get a, really a sniff of it, which is insane. But the other thing that I'm noticing, nobody on the Knicks accounts for more than 17 percent of the salary cap, and a lot of these young guys are locked. So like Jalen Brunson. He is, he's got a four-year, $104 million deal. He's a player option for 25-26. He's probably going to end up with like some form of max at some point because if he keeps doing what he's doing. But you just you just brought in Dante DiVincenzo for four years, 48-6. You today, according to a Woj bomb, you got to finalize a four-year, $81 million extension. So $94 million between now and 27-28 season for Josh Hart. So you you just reworked uh, R.J. Barrett's deal. So he's in there for like mid-20s. Everybody's like $20 million, $24 million, $25 million, which sounds like a lot of money until you remember it's it's the NBA. The kid who sprays Gatorade in their mouths at the half gets $10 million a year. <laughs> like the, 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 the group with the mops that goes out there, I think they get $90,000 a game. It's The NBA is, is completely... Just for mopping. Right. Just just for just for being there. and they don't even do a great job. I mean, really. The mascots are, are billionaires in the NBA. It is it's obscene. And now you've got a Knicks team that I I think I think they need they still need that superstar. Even though Julius Randle has shown you from time to time he can be that. They've got such a great base, and they've got them locked up at decent numbers 
for the next two, three seasons at minimum. Like, I, it feels weird to say this. I'm not going to, this isn't me going, you know what? The championship is coming to Madison Square Garden. Like, like I would love that you bring in somehow one of these guys playing for the FIBA Cup. They force their way out and they come to New York. We have a different conversation. This is the weirdest thing I've said. And, and it's, I think the Knicks are, I think they're a, I think they're a well-run organization to the Ziac second. Whoa. As much as they drive me nuts, and I probably if you go back like probably two, three weeks on this show, I probably land basing them for something. Like, guys, I think they're I think they're I think they're well run. Check your Apple and Spotify. Hit the 15 second back <laughs> button. That wasn't a all there. I, I the first time you said it, I thought there was something wrong with your mic. I'm like, wait a second, hang on. Well, hell, I haven't I haven't said it since the 90s. <laughs> like but I mean, you you dug yourself into such a hole. Whether it was, you know, maybe it's not the guys in the front office now. I get that. And, you know, Dolan has, you know, he's out playing harmonica somewhere in some sleazy, you know, bar hall or pool hall or whatever. But like, you weren't going to be able to fix it overnight. You're probably still kind of like like the way I look at the Orioles. Like the Orioles couldn't fix it overnight. But look where you are now. Like you are a team that is is a contender and and has. So many pieces that other teams want that if you do, if you continue to run yourself the way you've run yourself, who knows what you like? You know what the Orioles are? The Orioles are the Celtics right before they started moving all the draft picks, when they stockpiled them all and started moving them. And then the Celtics were able to get championships out of it. Let's hope they're not the Nets who did the same thing and then didn't get championships out of it. I understand the point you're making, but I'll just clarify it for other people who just heard your comparison. <laughs> Levac is talking about roster building. He's yes. not talking about the attitude and culture of ownership because my Orioles are not winning that. Like, even when he brought right. up Dolan, I'm like, boy, I, this is one I might want to pass on because I don't want to talk about criticizing owners as an Oriole fan this week. I'm like, Pat, but you're talking roster building. Yeah. You're talking about building. Well, you're not talking about and all the stuff going on you, with them and Kevin Brown. That's a whole a, different topic. There's a point where you, you have to look around and, and decide how you're going to get out of the hole. And some people just dig a deeper hole. And that's what the Knicks have been, quite honestly, since Mello. So you brought Mello in, and you didn't do the right things around him to become a champion. You did the right, you, you did the right thing around him to win the, the first page of the paper. And you dug yourself into such a deep hole that you haven't been able to get out. You haven't even been able to see daylight. Well, now I feel like they're like, like you know, Leon Rose and World Wide West, and everybody like, hey, look at that. We can reach the top. We can't get out yet, but we can reach the top, baby. Well, like the the Orioles, they kind of did that too. Like they, they for whatever reason, you know, didn't move on from certain stars long enough. Like you know, Brady Anderson's wall hit very fast. You know, when they caught him with the drugs. But like they, <laughs> like those kind of things. And once you're in that hole, you have to decide how you're going to get out of it. Are you going to spend your way out of it? Or are you going to build your way out of it? Spend your way out of it almost almost never works if you don't already have the piece in the NBA. The Knicks are currently building their way out of it, and. I mean, you had to spend to get Jalen Brunson. I get that, but it, it's it's the weirdest thing. It feels so crazy to watch the Knicks be good at something. Are they better than Boston, Miami, Philly, or Milwaukee? Uh, I would say it's very close. Maybe this is the best answer for Knicks fans. Maybe not yet, but better than last season. They're getting closer to that spot than they've ever been before. They're not the top of that group, but they're in that group. Milwaukee, if 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 Antetokounmpo is one hundred percent, how do you? There's nothing you can do. He's he's a cheat code. That's what he is. Um, I think 
I think the I think the Celtics made a huge mistake. I think they're you know there's there's all their money's gonna be wrapped up in two guys. And the beauty of what the Knicks are doing is they're setting it up where they're gonna they're spreading out talent, and they got a bunch of guys who are comfortable with each other. I know Miami won the conference last year. I know they made their magical run. I'll give Miami the best team in the East if the Damian Lillard trade actually happens. Because depending on where you get your coverage about the Heat, if you're a South Beach fan, you're convinced it's a conspiracy and Adam Silver's against you and all the agents are working against you and that's why Damian Lillard's not a member of the Heat. If you're living anywhere else, you might think there's other teams who can make a move for him. So that, uh, Miami, well, if Miami... If Miami's healthy, too. Yeah. So the health part... Because Tyler Hero makes a difference. Like, there's... There's pieces to that Miami. Miami's probably the team that scares me the most out of that group that you mentioned. Just because if they're 100% healthy and they attracted Damian Lillard, they attract all these other pieces. And they're still, they're good enough to compete now. But, again, I just it's just weird to look over. Like, tell me the last time, you and I have been friends for what, almost 10 years now when you get right down to it. Oh. oh shut up. Now I don't want to be your friend. Um <laughs> Ten's good, but tell me the last time there's like Nick's news of a contract broke right before a show, and I was it was like, yeah, I like what that Josh Hark is an extension, and by the way, don't lose sight of the fact that the extensions are staggered a little bit, right? So Hart's now on the team a year longer than Brunson's player's option, and in the middle of that is Dante Divincenzo. So those three dudes are gonna be looking at each other, going, "Are you coming back? All right, I'll come back. Are you coming back? All right, I'll come back." Like let's go. Ne- that never happens, and especially in August. And yeah. maybe that's the fun part about this for Knicks fans. We're like, past management's like, August? No, no, no. Our season tips off in October. The summer stuff starts in July. Oh, no. Other things can happen. You know, even though it's the quote-unquote off-season, you actually don't have to take it off, Knicks fans and Knicks management. And Knicks. This is great. This is great news if you're following New York basketball. Today happened in the middle of August for a team that is truly a contender in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's it's great. I don't even know. Like I'm I'm almost I'm almost speechless. Like it's just nice. You know who doesn't take off August? Our Who's friends that? at USX Pest You're Control. Damn right they don't. You know why? Because August Levesque is one of those months you got to look out, and you know this from experience. Yes. Bats. B a t s. Bats. Bats can be evicted twice a year. This is one of those times. And like someone asked me, like like literally, like I was at Dunkin'. I was getting coffee. Somebody goes, why can why can't bats be evicted? I'm like, well, it has to do with the babies and the, this. I'm like, I don't have the exact answer. I just go by what my friends at USX Pest Control tell me because since I have begun dealing with them as a as a platinum package customer, which is worth every penny because I don't care about any of these things anymore. Like, I don't care about mosquitoes. I can't. I have never once been in my yard. There's water like not far from my house. No mosquitoes. I have not bit by, been bit by one mosquito. That's not a challenge, mosquitoes, by the way. Since <laughs> since USX Pest Control said, oh, we're spraying your yard to make sure you don't get mosquitoes. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. I bought one of those foggers once. Big deal. Just just poison the neighborhood. It's not big deal. Whatever. Couldn't, couldn't eat tomatoes. The neighbor was growing. Whatever. No, they just went through. I didn't even notice it, and they, I haven't seen it. The, the bees are under control. And with the non-chemical exclusion package, and now is the time to sign up for that. This is not USX telling me this. This is me telling you this. Because... As soon as it starts getting colder, all the things that are outside going, oh, it's beautiful out here. I love I love eating your plants. I love whatever. All those things now want in your house where it's warm. With the non-chemical exclusion package, a.k.a. cat guarding from USX Pest Control, you keep them out and get on that list early because everybody's going to want on that list soon. 
Call them today. Get a hold of them. Make it a part of Go your right summer. USX Pest Control. USXPest.com. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. All right. Uh, time for the play of the day and a lot more fun. But I, I was able to... Um, Procure Ooh. some some gambling wisdom for us. <laughs> There's a an entire article written. It's it's always like it's fun for me when I have like a, a random thought, and then I like I look at my phone and there's notification that like one of the major sports outlets wrote an article about that thought. And I'm like, oh, oh, get out of my head! But thanks for doing my homework for me. Um, after one Jets drive, after Hard Knocks. I was curious, like, how much wagering was was going the way of the New York Jets, and um, I uh, who is it? Somebody over at the uh, at the mothership there, the four letter network, wrote an entire article about it. So I was like, all right, let's steal your your info. And so again, I'll even give credit, ESPN.com or some nonsense, whatever the heck they call themselves. <laughs> but um, over the past five seasons, the Jets have the worst record. Actually, wait, let me give the guy's name because I'm, I'm not a bad person. David uh, Purdom. He sure is Purdom. Oh, yeah, he's this wagering expert. I've heard this, he's on brand for this. He's made a little niche for this. Shout out to okay. David Purdom. Purdom, is well, that what I That's the third time in this closing segment of the show that I've gone French accent. But go ahead, LeVac. I'm yeah, sorry. You, you, yeah, you've got I don't a little, know what's going on there. Oh, 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 going on. So past, past uh, five seasons, the Jets have the worst record, 24 and 58. Um, they actually have been crushing gamblers as well over the past five years. And at this moment in time, they are one of the highest bet teams to win the Super Bowl. They're actually second most wagers to win the Super Bowl. When when the books opened the Super Bowl numbers uh, late January, they had the Jets as 40-1 to 1 to win it all. Since Rodgers, they're at 16-1. to 1. And again, they have the second most wagers in, in all the sport books right now are going to the New York Jets to win the Super Bowl. We'll give somebody else at the four-letter network credit for a quote that I'm about to ask you. Both my fingers are up in the air, okay. like Brian Windhorse. Oh, I thought it was be a different finger. Okay, that's good. Why is that? Well, you know you know the answer. For those who haven't been following the show that long, it's one of the best lessons I've learned from you investing in sports. I think that gives a hint of where I think your answer is going to go here. Well, why did the number move? Why is there so much failure on the Jets? Why are books making so much money on casual sports fans or investors placing wagers on the New York Jet franchise? Because you bet with your heart, not your head. Mm-hmm. And this could be the worst example of that yet. Because again, at this moment in time, and this is before this is before Hard Knocks hit. They became they were again Aaron Rodgers coming to town, solid defense, a lot of positives. Only one team has received more wagers in their favor from the fans to win it all. So, like, look, if the Jets win it all, Vegas going to hurt. Your internet may break down for a day with all these gambling apps. Um, Rivers Casino may be like, yeah, um, we're doing a poker tournament. Like, uh, like, it might be a lot of things trying to figure out how to recoup some of that cash. Do you want to know who's the only one who's got more? Or do you want to guess? I, I bet I know what it is. Go ahead. I have no idea. Haven't looked at this. You didn't look at my notes, right? I did not. Okay. I bet it's the Dallas Cowboys. No, it's not. Dallas Cowboys are not in the top five wagers. Okay. Cowboys would have been my first guess. I'm thinking about like Nash. I'll tell you this. Of the top five to win the Super Bowl wagers received by, um, this is Caesars and I believe FanDuel. Um, only one of them is an NFC team. Chiefs? 
Chiefs are four. Bills, they are five. Bengals, they are number one. So you got the Bengals are getting the most Super Bowl winning bets. Jets are getting second. I bet you the Bengals have dropped off a bit since Burrow got hurt, but he's they it seems like he's gonna be okay. Uh four is the Chiefs, five is the Bills. It is not the Cowboys. Number three is an NFC team. Ooh. I'm between You're overthinking. Oh, I know the Packers. Nope. You're over why would be why would the Packers get the most Super Bowl? I'm bets? thinking national brand, like big name brand. Wouldn't you think that would be I don't know the NFL NFC team that just barely lost the, the Super Bowl. The Eagles. There you go, number three. I know you can lead a gassy bear to water. Can't make him drink. Cowboys again? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. uh, by the way, Cowboys not in the, the bottom five. You fewest Super Bowl bets according to FanDuel. I got one through five in front of me. Oh, let's do it again. Okay, I'll go quicker this time. Can you? Can you? Can you save yourself? Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals actually not in the bottom five. What the hell? They must be sixth. What's up with this Purdue guy? I told you he was a bum. <laughs> Knows nothing. I don't know what he's, stance he's reading. He's just reporting FanDuel to you, man. Sorry. Fine. Uh, the Texans. The Texans are number four. My Buccaneers. The least Super Bowl bets right now are currently going to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Excellent. Okay. Keep that number <laughs> down for me. Uh, the other ones I'll just rip through quick here. I would say uh, the Browns, just because they're maybe not as nope. popular. And they're not. Uh, the, line, oh, the lines are good now, though. Yep, so are the Browns. Oh, boy. I would go with the Falcons, and that's my last guess. We won't drag this on. Number one is the Buccaneers. Two is the Falcons. Three is the Panthers. Four is the Texans. Five, the Rams. I almost want to throw a little fun money on the Rams. You know. My whole theory of like big cities will see more action. There's a Los Angeles team, an Atlanta team. Houston, you said, was in there. Yep. All right, some of the biggest cities in the country. Good idea by me when it's not a good idea. That's when it's all wrong, according to this stat guy. I guess the Pretty Bears wrong. are starting to get some serious love, too. So it's um it's interesting. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. When you start like actually reading about the world of gambling, you um I don't know if I learn or lose knowledge. I don't know which one it really happens, but um, Jets fans have an opportunity to to break the bank, to beat the house this year. One thing I've learned, and this, I got way more excited about it earlier on in my investing career, but since it's legal here in New York, I used to love the future pools. Yeah. That used to be like my favorite, and I think I got excited about it because I like wagering on horses, so I see like a 15 to one, a 20 to one. That's your big buyback. If you combine those bets, Conference champ, conference champ. You get the Super Bowl right. We've touched on it before. You've gotten a Super Bowl champion right. I've gotten one in the preseason. Our show combined the past three years on our NFL preview show, which is coming up in September. Three for three, nailing somebody to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl. But it's a whole different ball game. Like if you're trying to bet futures, have like a little part of your bank over here for futures and your weekly. Yep. Because that's a whole different game you're playing with. And the Jets right now. Are hot as a pistol, and if you watch Hard Knocks, you can kind of see like. And I was, I was corrected by the way. I was, I was here at the office, and uh, Big Al, the resident Packers fan, was like, "Got you too." He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you, uh, you, you misrepresented me. I heard this. He told me this morning too. And I went, I was like, well, I, I don't know what you mean. He goes. I'm a I'm a Packers fan, but I'm completely rooting for Aaron Rodgers. I think this is great for him. They let him down. He didn't let them down. Blah, blah. And he's going on, and I'm just like, okay, that's not as much fun. <laughs> I know a lot of Packer fans who are not thrilled with him. I said, are you going to start wearing a, a, a Jets number eight jersey? He goes, no. I go, you eat candy out of a Browns helmet. Like, why can't you get a, a Jets jersey if 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 you love Aaron Rodgers so much? He's like, well, maybe I'll get maybe they'll become my second favorite team, and I'll get a, a Jets candy thing. I'm like. 
what's a second favorite team? Like, I don't have one. Like, I'll, I'll rotate through. Like, obviously, I like the New York teams because we cover them. Um, I dislike the Patriots. I dislike the AFC West with the exception of the Rams. I don't have a second team. He had me spinning today with those thoughts. Same conversation I had a few hours earlier with him. I wondered if this was going to happen. And I haven't seen it yet, but we'll do we we're talking about wagers and futures and everything else. Is there going to be a point where Aaron Rodgers just flat out destroys Green Bay? I'm not talking like on the field. I'm talking about um, like a tell-all podcast, McAfee, a hard knocks up. Are we going to hear like, not like subliminal New York trying to, oh, is he talking about the Packers? Not like one of those, not like a post game where we would have called a different game plan. Oh, is that a shot of Lafleur? Not anything like. I'm like straight no. up like I didn't like my time in Green Bay. Uh, not not while he's still playing because right now and again like Hard Knocks is a love letter to Aaron Rodgers. It, it was it's edited as, as such, but you can see who he is there. He is a leader. He is an assistant coach. He is your quarterback. He is he's having fun. He's making it fun for the other guys. Uh, but I would think if I was a Packer fan, I'd be ticked because we weren't. You probably weren't getting that. You were getting a guy who was ticked off. But, like, you know, a smart a smart Packers fan realizes that the organization did that to him as much as he did that to the organization, which, color me surprised, Big Al's smart. Um, but, <laughs> no, so I, I think you're going to see a lot of people, a lot of people will roll into the Jets. I'm, I'm fighting the urge because that defense is going to be special. That offense now looks like it has potential to be special. And, you know, I mean, we already talked about the show. I mean, there's parts where just it's – it's a love affair with Aaron Rodgers. It is 100%. But I, I would love to see a hard knocks team win a Super Bowl. Has that ever happened? I don't even know. Ooh. The uh, Ravens was the season after. I'm talking like the original hard knocks. That was the season after. Tampa didn't have Brady, but they were close. They're within like a three year window when they were on. Cincinnati got to the playoff. Ooh, no, I, got I don't it. think so. I got it for you. No team has ever appeared on, hard, on the main hard knocks. Uh, and won the Super Bowl. Uh, there's also in-season hard whatever, but uh, just seven teams have made the playoffs, That uh, the most recently being Dallas in 2021. I would guess the closest was the Jets, because if my math's correct here, that's a 2009 and 2010 Jet team that got back-to-back AFC title right. games, but which I can't stand because it's in January, so it could be 2010, 2011. I believe the Jets were the closest in the All AFC right. title game. Sport, sports Lines' Matt Severance wrote this article back in July. Given love again. Um, you're at Ravens 10 and 6, lost divisional round. Cowboys losing record, Chiefs losing record, Cowboys winning record, but nothing special. Uh, 2009, Bengals lost wild card. You are correct. Jets made it the furthest of any team on hard knocks in 2010. 11 to 5, lost the AFC Championship game. To Pittsburgh? Uh, I don't have that in front okay. of me, but I believe that was the case. I don't, you know, I'm, numbers are not. Oh, man, I'll tell you, like, NBA and NFL, when that flips over from December to January, if someone were to do trivia with LeVac and I, and LeVac and I, not just sports trivia, we enjoy a bunch of different trivia, yeah. the years kill me because you can get the team right, but when it flips the calendar, you're always a year either backwards or front. Okay, so Peyton Manning rallied the Indianapolis Colts from 11 points first half deficit to win 30 to 17 over the Jets. AFC yeah. championship game. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, all those. You uh, you ready? Thanks to our friends at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet for our, our play of the day. Yes. I have um I have two small small ones for you. Oh, you're back. I was well, nervous I, about you I'm after not, yesterday. I'm not like, uh, you know, yeah, I guess people keep asking me if I'm back. <laughs> I 
Yes, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but yesterday before the show, uh, I let Levac dive into what it looks like in the Big Wet Bets mass text message. Oh, Levac never wanted recovered. To, Levac, I don't know why I showed it to you. Something involving baseball wagers. Uh, one of my yeah. friends, Tito, Jesse, I think you've met him before. He declared, I am never betting on baseball for the rest of the month. I am done. Correct. I'm getting killed. I'm waiting for college football. It's not going to happen. Right. Today, he fired off a four-team parlay. There you go. So just like Tito and Big Wet Bets, Levac's back at it. I'm not, I, I, I tell no, you, I'm done okay. with baseball. Right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking uh, two swings at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. I am going to bet John Rahm and Xander Shoffley to win ten dollars each. Uh, if if Rahm wins, that's one hundred and twenty. If if Shoffley wins. That is uh, 160. The analytics, the war stats would tell you, you mentioned it this week, golf is putting up a good number for LeVac, too. This has been a good sport for you from May to August. Yes. I bet a little chalk, and then I find somebody deeper, and I go after it. So that's that's why I'm going Rom and Shoffley, um, uh, two win bets. For the for for the golf there, I'm the little white ball. I like that. I, I hope it hits for you because you've been hot with golf right now. I'm going back to the diamond here. We got Guardians Blue Jays tonight on the mound for the Guardians. Is Logan Allen not very impressive? Mm-hmm. Less than 100 strikeouts, five and four combined record. Guardians plus 128 tonight. But the Guardians top 10 in the AL and on base percentage. That sounded a lot more impressive <laughs> when I thought it's an ML like major leagues. But AL, there's only 15 teams. I think they can do it. Logan Allen's been back and forth. That year already still under four. Toronto feels like, again, what I'm going to continue to do through August is what team needs this game more? Because we are in that part of the baseball season where if there is a line or a number that seems like another team should have far more, there's a pitching matchup or something going on, that one's jumping out to me today. It's the Guardians' money line, Allen on the mound, taking down the Toronto Blue Jays in Ohio today. All right. I like. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't like it enough to bet it because it's baseball. Um, plus, with the golf thing, it's always fun because every every day when the leaderboard comes out, I feel like I won or I lost like that day. But I don't win until Sunday. So, but I will win. Sundays for winnings. Uh, all right. So there's your there's your plays of the day. Thanks to our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. We're there August 29th. That's right. August 29th. We're back. I was just giving you a weird look because to your far right there, there is something we haven't mentioned on the show yet today. And I'm going to get a little crazy today. Oh. There's a wonderful C4 that's you've got. There oh, it is. That's that C4. Though. So, Levesque, usually when I drink my C4, whether it's Arctic, whether it's Fruit Punch, you love the Starburst. I usually go with the morning. I usually yeah. go with the morning consumption of C4. But today I was up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I got some stuff I'm doing with the kid later on. He wants. He's got a lot of energy. I think yep. I'm going with the evening C4 because I need a little bit of a push today. You don't want to drink it too late. I because that'll keep you from sleeping, and now you're in a, now you're in a vicious cycle. I'm ready to go wild today, though. I got I, some. I got to stay up. Well, so I, I like the I like the C4 in between my two jobs. So like when I leave Techies Fire and Water Restoration, I get in the truck, pop the C4, come over here to iHeart to Fox Sports Radio. So that's what I do. It's for like. Like I was like, I feel like a fighter who's in the corner, who's beat down. Like, come be Mick. They're like, no, just drink the C4, you'll be fine. I'm like, oh, I am good. Okay, you're right. But uh, today I went with, um, I grabbed one of the Skittles because we mentioned it yesterday. Mm. Superhuman performance sold me. I was in it. Superhuman performance, um, and and I couldn't get to a speedway, so I couldn't get the the smart energy or the ultimate energy. And uh, listen, if I have to settle, I'll settle for a Skittles C4. But it's uh, it's amazing, a little kick, a little kick a boost, little little kick a boost. If you know what I'm saying. 
and I'm ready to go. Kick a boost is a new thing. I just invented it. Um, <laughs> By the way, you and I are going to be on Pix106 tomorrow morning to I talk no about our challenge. We're going to be live. Lo- thank you to C4. C4 has been a part of this. We got to catch up to Cantera, who's sitting in first place right yeah. now. What's this we stuff? You do. This isn't me, man. You I'm got gonna, a chance to come back. There's a lot of lot I'm gonna of win, left. I'm going to win our other challenge, the C4 Smart Energy Bankroll. I'm just going to do enough to fluff it up so that C4 has to double it with more money. Like I love Kev Spence. He's the man uh, over at C4. I can't believe what a great guy he is to go, okay, we wanted to make a nice donation. You guys suck. We're going we're gonna to double the donation, so I'm going to make him pay for his good deed. Whether it's in the afternoon, maybe you've got a different schedule here in the summer, or you're going to get up tomorrow morning and listen to us in that 8 o'clock hour on Picks 106, or you're going to join us tomorrow at Rivers Casino. Wherever it is, we want you to be a part of our summer love for C4. Make sure to grab a C4 today. It's going to get you through the summer. Smart Energy, Ultimate Energy over at Speedway. That's the place to grab them. Tomorrow... Like God said, we're going to be over at Rivers Casino and Resort. Love you. Stop by. Say hello. Um, Bye-bye to the studio. We won't see this thing again until August 22nd. August 22nd is the next time we're back in studio for a live show. So check out social media at WOFX980 and more to find out where we are flying and moving thanks, and get all across the Capital Region. Thanks for reminding me I didn't put in for my birthday week off. Jerk. All right. Yeah. It's tomorrow, Rivers. And then somewhere else, and then somewhere else, and then somewhere else. And the only way I'm going to get through it is with C4 and your love and, and attendance at these events, my friends. I need you there. Uh, but I also need to get out of here. It's my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Bell. Birthday! Love you so much. I have a 20-year-old daughter. It's Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980.